Glass here, people. Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. It's Simpsons time. I hope you're ready. I would like to talk about Radio Bart, the season premiere of season three. That incredible Simpsons season that did so much for the series and within the series and which we continue to enjoy again and again and again. When I see season three, it's like it amazes me how much there is still to appreciate. Even looking at frames that I've seen over and over again, like every second of every show, I know inside and out, but I still can love it. Uh, I know I've said this before, but much of my appreciation for season three um, is due to the fact that it looks so good. It is very, very beautifully drawn. It's, um, you know, you can tell that it was backbreaking work for these poor animators to get everything just right. And they really did. You know, I mean, things are a little off model in the way that uh, we have come to see them now, you know, and uh, want them to be seen now. But each show is just so meticulously done. Such great backgrounds and colors and no little detail um, left undone. This show is written by John Vitti, directed by Carlos Baeza, um, who is one of my favorites as Simpsons directors and he is particularly good at um, like making every part of every frame look interesting. Uh, you know, it's the, if you slow his shows down and just look at every, the composition of every shot, it's very impressive. The thing that this time I was paying attention to was uh, the fact that the, the panes of glass which there are many of always, but you know, in this one particularly, you see um, the glass in the ball, the, you know, the uh, claw machine at Wally Weasels and the glass in windows in various places. You see the sort of diagonal lines. On the glass panes to denote that there is in fact glass there and I love that because it's a it's a cartoon convention it's not used in animation anymore but it's uh, it's a cool little thing um, in the well scenes you know when there's the whole carnival set up next to the well 
The trees look particularly cool. They have the, you know, the sort of purple trunks. And all the colors are beautiful, and there's you know many, many colors, as there always are, but they're a little bit muted. This is true throughout seasons two and three. Um, but in this show, I paid particular attention to it. Like Bart's shirt and Lisa's dress, like they're not red red. They're a little bit orangey red. It's something that, you know, now that we're used to the very, very bright colors of the later seasons, it's very noticeable when you go back. This episode uh, riffs on a couple of things. There's a Kirk Douglas movie called Ace in the Hole from the 50s that is a sort of dark portrait of um, exploitation of somebody's suffering because it's about a guy who's trapped in a cave um, and a reporter that revives his like flagging career by building this giant uh tabloid sensation around the cave and there are a couple of shots in the show that are taken from that there's a um i don't know if my language of film is correct in this but a pan up you know sort of like like using a crane almost if it was a live action show it would use a crane at the end of the first like establishment that uh that there's this whole show set up next to the well to celebrate Timmy O'Toole. You sort of see a shot through the trees that kind of uh, goes up a little bit. Another cultural moment uh, that this show refers to, doubtlessly, except I haven't really heard this talked about, but doubtlessly it refers to uh, baby Jessica McClure, who in the 80s got trapped in a well. It's something that I, as a kid, watched, and I remember very well that even my dad, who, when I, when I was growing up, didn't really pay that much attention to news stories, was, like, glued to that. It was, you know, nonstop news coverage of baby Jessica, and when she finally was rescued, all of the news channels, like, switched over to that. And she was okay. I remember my dad saying, oh, I think that little arm is broken. <laughs> like, she, he really cared about baby Jessica. Much like Springfield, all cares about Timmy O'Toole until they realize that he is not real. And the bitter irony comes that when they the, the thing that makes them realize he's not real is that there actually is a boy caught in the well. And he was the perpetrator of the hoax. That is to say, Bart. This is the plot. It is Bart's birthday. And Homer buys him a sort of Mr. Microphone type toy. 
that he can use to make his voice come out of an AM radio. And he sees this on TV as a commercial. During like one of those American bandstand type shows, Dance Party USA was the one that I used to watch. The updated American bandstand shows with sexy dancing that Homer was transfixed by. And so he sent Lisa away from the TV. Um, and while he's watching that, he saw this great commercial, he thought. For this cool microphone toy that he was going to get Bart for his birthday. Very thoughtful of Homer. Season three Homer doing this. The colors in the commercial are really cool, too. They're sort of a little uh, less vivid, even, to convey that this is on TV and that it's kind of a crappy commercial. A lot of, like, browns and oranges. The song that the kid is singing <laughs> and that Homer later sings to demonstrate how cool the toy is is Convoy by C.W. McCall. Um... Which is really great. Like, for those who know the cheesiness of that song, like, how funny is that? That it should be on the TV commercial and that Homer should enjoy that. A little piece of trivia, though, about this episode. The first song that they tried to get was The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot, which would have been even funnier. Like, can you imagine the kid on the commercial singing that instead? Uh, they were not able to get it, and the reason is because whenever you use that song in anything, Gordon Lightfoot asks that royalties go to the families of all the people who died on the Edmund Fitzgerald. So the Simpsons producers were like, uh, fuck no, that's too much money. Anyway, huge digression there, but I thought that that would be interesting to know. And Convoy was just, like, really funny, too. Bart's birthday comes around. He's very happy at first. He sees his name quickly scroll by on the screen during Krusty's show as Sideshow Mel's hair is on fire, and uh, he goes cheerfully to claim his birthday rewards around town. And then he slowly gets discouraged because his Sunday is very small. Um, and the crowning discouragement comes at Wally Weasels. Which, by the way, when I saw this in the early 90s, I was not aware of Chuck E. Cheese at all. This is not something that uh, was in my experience as a kid. I know that I was in the minority of American children, though. A lot of people my age went to Chuck E. Cheese uh, as kids, and it got bigger later, you know, like late 90s. It was like even bigger. But anyway, so I didn't know what Wally Weasels was parodying, but I still thought it was funny because I'd seen crappy animatronic things before. 
Of course, we always laugh at you're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday for your girl. Like, that's just perfectly done. Um, you know, the way the robots look terrible, Senior Bivarati's tail burns off. and It is just, like, you can see it and be so happy that you're not at Chuck E. Cheese's when you see that. And Bart is really unhappy. He doesn't like any of his presents, including the radio. Um, I always think when Martin hands over his present that Bart is going to like Martin's present. But of course, he doesn't like that either. It's just a little, like, flat cap and tweed coat that uh, identical to the one that Martin himself wears. Bart hates it. Uh, Patty and Selma give him a label maker, which is also important in the episode because just out of boredom later, he ends up putting property of Bart Simpson labels on absolutely everything. Prompting the great Homer line, oh, there's only one beer left and it's Bart's. <laughs> oh, we see a, like a little glimpse of Nelson cheating at skee-ball too at uh, Wally Weasels, which I like and which totally anticipates uh, Bart the mother much, much later. Homer convinces Bart, and Marge does too, you know, like because they're sad that Bart doesn't like this great present that Homer had a great idea to get. They finally convince Bart that the microphone is a cool present and he plays all kinds of pranks including rod todd this is god making rod walk through the wall and stuff and um eavesdropping on lisa and janie's conversation about boys and you know all these things He loves it. It gets him in so much trouble. Until finally he is horsing around at the old town well and drops the uh, accompanying radio down the well, although he still has the microphone. So he fakes a little boy's voice and pretends to be trapped in the well. Willie is very upset by this he's the first one to notice and he gets help and um before they know it everyone in the town is rushing to the well to try to comfort this child called timmy o'toole totally fabricated by bart and that is where the whole carnival atmosphere comes into play authentic timmy o'toole baby teeth etc Uh, Wiggum, who in this episode still has black hair, his hair is not consistently blue yet, says that he's too uh, important to go down the well. And it's remarked upon by Kent Brockman that all of the police force are too fat to go down the well. We see this rare shot 
of Wiggum talking to cops who aren't Eddie and Lou, who are all fat. Eddie and Lou are, like, not that fat. But I guess for the sake of the joke, he had to be talking to non-Eddie and Lou cops. But we do see Eddie and Lou later as they are reading a bedtime story to Timmy O'Toole. When Bart himself appears and tries to recover his radio, and it goes horribly wrong. In fact, the very thing that he said happened to Timmy O'Toole happens to him where he gets his leg caught under a rock so he can't be lifted out. Um, <laughs> oh, incidentally, I like uh, that falconer who says that Socrates here will take the boy in his talons and whisk him away to safety. <laughs> like, there are all these crackpot theories of how to get Timmy O'Toole out of the well, and all of them are stupid. Um, Lisa discovers, is the first to discover, that Bart is perpetrating a hoax. She's appalled, of course. She finds out when Santa's little helper grabs the microphone and he and Bart are fighting over it. And uh, she smartly points out that Bart put a, a property of Bart Simpson label on the radio, and that is how they will be able to eventually trace it back to him. And so that's why he wants to go and take it out. He tries to, Eddie and Lou, thwart him by uh, severing the rope that he has tied around the tree stump. And so then he has to, in a panicked way, confess, and then everyone in the town hates him. So the only person who really will help is Homer. This is after Sting and all the famous people in the town have recorded an album or a, a song called Sending Our Love Down the Well. Another thing, I guess, that the episode riffs upon is We Are the World, because that is what that's a parody of. So, yeah, the momentum of Timmy O'Toole is enormous, the momentum of Bart is nil. I guess a little word about sending our love down the well. Um, there's the great uh, scene in the recording studio with all of the famous people swaying back and forth. And it is notable that there are a lot of famous people who don't exist yet, who if this happened in say season five, six, would be there. Um, when I watched it, I was like, wait, how come Lurleen didn't come out? And it's because Lurleen was not there. Like, Colonel Homer is a season three episode, and this is the very beginning of season three. So there was no Lurleen. There was no Bumblebee Man. There were many, many people uh, that would have been well served. But, you know, in this early stage, we have Scott Christian and 
Princess Cashmere and uh, Rainier Wolfcastle did already exist and Lance Murdoch did. So they added their voices. Sideshow Mel, of course, and Krusty. And the whole, like, you know, interview with Krusty about how uh, he recruited Sting to be part of it is so taken from the, that whole we are the world scene. Um, he said, Friday's worse than Thursday. I said, how about Saturday? He said, fine. True story. Uh, that voice was originally supposed to be Bruce Springsteen. It was written for Bruce Springsteen. And I think that Sting's lyric, uh, there's a hole in my heart dug as deep as that well for that poor little boy who's stuck halfway to hell, really sounds like a Bruce Springsteen line. Uh, but Sting really did a great job anyway. I think he was just as good. And he does prove extremely useful later on as a shirtless digger when the tide once again turns and the town decides that they do want to rescue Bart. Which they finally do. When Homer begins digging beside the well. And Willie is the one who's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? It's something that they could have been doing all along for Timmy O'Toole, but they just, it didn't occur to them. Uh, and this is an early glimpse of Willie being muscular, you know, Willie's status as a cut, muscle-bound man when he passionately removes his shirt to help digging, help with the digging, I should say. Hey, we'll be back for some dinner later. Just such a good episode. I love it. And a fitting season opener for this very, very strong season. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I have to say about Radio Bart. It's so good. Um, yeah, the Bart... Uh, using the microphone box to wedge open the window. He's like, oh yeah, you know, it really is coming in handy. Like little things like that are really good. This has been Simpsons Time. I'm so happy that you have listened to Simpsons Time.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from WFMU, Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator. My name is Amanda Nazario, and I am eternally grateful that you, podcast listener, listen to this show. You can get in touch with me any way you choose. There are links to send me an email. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Amnaz, A-M-N-A-Z-Z. Or you can just drop a comment on the playlist page uh, if you go to wfmu.org slash playlists slash S-Y. Click through to the playlist of today's date. Um, you can let me know what you're thinking. Really about anything. It doesn't even have to be about The Simpsons. But I guess it would be appropriate if it were Simpsons related. And even if it were related to this fine show, Radio Bart, that is uh, the featured show of this week. I will talk to you next week. And until then, I hope you have a good time with your life. Bye.